I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers. And the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And thanks to the magic of sound guy, Tom, we are able to podcast while maintaining our social distancing. Are we all here? Check one, two, check. Padre? Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Doctor? The doctor is in the house. Aloha. Thank you, Tom, for setting it up. Show must go on, gents. Show must go on. Listeners, we hope you and your families are safe and healthy. We're glad you're able to join us for a few beers and stories wherever you're sheltering with beer in place. We're working our way through our beer fridge inventory, also supporting our local breweries that are providing pickups of fresh beer. And so let's find out what everyone's drinking. Dr. Todd, I'm assuming you've started. Yeah, I already finished. I, I'm on my second. Uh, <laughs> I uh, currently, uh, you know, I'm trying to support the local breweries, and I went and picked up a couple six packs at our local Carlsbad Pizza Port. I got a six pack of their California Honey, which I'm drinking right now. I also got a six pack of their Chronic, which is you know perennial favorite. But uh, this California Honey, you know, I kind of felt I wanted a little summer, a little sunshine of all the doom and gloom. So uh, it's light and uh, it's, you know, it's a little sweet, a little taste of honey. And it's got a picture of a surfboard and the waves in the background. It feels like I can't wait for summer because all this crap we're going through, right, will be over with. So a little sunshine, a little California honey. Nice. Tom, what are you drinking? Well, I'm staying local too. Uh, I'm going a little south, though, to the Coronado Brewing Company. Remember in a great podcast interview that we did down there. And I'm going with uh, one of those ones that tipped your guys' scales to the sour side. It's uh, buried at sea, very tasty and light on a what I would like to call a summer's day. Very good. Joe, what do you have? I'm drinking a limited edition Gatorade. It's a <laughs> cool blue. Not a lot of people have been able to try this. So it's got uh, water, sugar, dextrose, and some citric acid. So it's oh. pretty damn good. Nice. <laughs> talent what have you picked out well i don't i think mine's going to pale in comparison to joe's now but um i went north um so this is i got something from bottle logic which is my favorite brewery up in anaheim california and it's their 714 uh it's their blonde uh so again something somewhat little lighter but uh if you get a chance and you are close to bottle logic i know you can go by and pick up cans and stuff there uh go check them out because they make some great beers Excellent. How about you? What do you got? I've got the classic by Alesmith Brewing, Nut Brown Ale. English style, smooth, medium bodied crusher. And just a little bit on the nutty side. Yeah, got a keg of it from Alesmith a couple weeks ago when everything started to close down. And, you know, uh, Ryan Crisp, the head brewer, talked it up uh, while we were visiting with him, a, what, a month ago or so. And so we picked up a keg of that for the kegerator along with a keg of the Forgeberry. So I might switch halfway through. Oh, it's good to have choices. And I wanted to thank you. I snuck out of my uh, quarantine and and uh, I was fortunate to steal a growler of that nut brown, which is which was devoured instantly. <laughs> can you devour can you devour beer? Yeah, anyways. Yes, you can. You can. Rapidly. 
<laughs> well, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. We can make some make some trades when the Colch has his talent ready. I had another one of those Sierra Nevada 40th anniversary beers. I had my last one, and it was so good. And I thought Tom has this. I can make a trade with Tom. So it's a commodity, right? It's like cigarettes in a jail movie. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's very true. I actually went around today and uh, dropped beers off at a lot of your guys' houses. Uh, and I felt like I was like the UPS guy, but I was like the UBS guy, maybe. <laughs> United Beer Service. And I thought about that for a second. I go, maybe that's a great idea. But yeah, yeah. so I did my did my thing. I went to a bunch of local breweries, bought a bunch of stuff. And uh, and I would recommend anybody listening, if you can, because I, I hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. But as this thing continues... Um, I think local breweries are going to be in tough. And so anything we can do to help them out right now and get through this would be great. And tip big. Yes. Yes. What's everyone been up to this week as we've been sheltering with beer in place? Well, let's see the doctor, the doctor, you know, I've been, you know, doing a lot of, you know, house chores from the wife. It's been pretty exciting, but uh, I've been doing a little bit of mountain biking (laughs) locally. Pretty much it. Drinking beer, watching, uh, watching some old sports, which we'll get to later. Tom, besides working, um, joining you guys for a lot of fun on these podcasts, uh, I've been doing some back backyard and front yard projects, and the honeydew list, of course, and then doing a little bit of binge watching uh, for Better Call Saul. Highly recommend the series; it's getting good. Excellent, and Joe. Uh, binge watching Ozarks and uh, getting a lot of jacuzzi time in. So evenings soaking in the jacuzzi, long chats with the family. It's been been fun. Nice burning a lot of uh, burning a lot of gas. <laughs> <laughs> and talent, you've always got a project or two going on. What's what have you been up to? Oh well, we finally got to the front yard. So spent the entire weekend in the front yard. So that has been totally renovated. And then uh, planted an entire vegetable garden. So that's pretty good. And I have removed the roof of my palapa. So I'm now going to start re-roofing my palapa um, so that it will be ready for uh, for summer for us. And then the next step will be get the bar ready so I can get the kegs in. Because uh, Kolsch is going to be ready to go this weekend. Mm. That's exciting. Finally, some good news. Yes. Right. I was doing some mountain biking as well. In fact, I got chased off the trails by the rangers and the police yesterday, doctor. Oh, perhaps. So when I was on the trails today, walking, hiding, <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't a soul out there. I had, I had them all to myself. I was just making sure people weren't illicitly using the trails. That's yeah, smart. That's good. Doing Hero. my civic duty. Yes. Neighborhood yeah. watch. I didn't want to use that word, but you're but you're on, on target. Yeah. <laughs> And Dr. and Talon, I'm wondering how the two of you are holding up with no sports on TV. Yeah, you know, I'm, I missed out on uh, March Madness, which got to be Final Four going on right now. But I, last night I watched a uh, from 2000, a Lakers uh, Western Conference Final Championship game, Game 7 over Portland. Uh, so I'm reliving living in the past. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's tough actually. I, I I think for probably most of us, this is probably one of the few times in our lives where there's really nothing. Um, I watched some darts the other day. That was interesting. Um, <laughs> but you know, you're digging deep when you're trying to when you're sitting around and watching darts. But I get kind of sucked in, and then you just start watching. And you get into it. I did the same thing with curling every four years at the Olympics. Um, 
But, uh, you know, I've been, oh, brewery, at Brewery Traveler, uh, the Beer City Madness, and now the Brewery Madness. Every day I wait for that bracket to release so I can vote. Um, so hopefully you guys are doing the same thing. Yeah, I noticed ESPN's running historic games. Yeah, I think basically at this point I've now seen kind of classic games in NBA Finals. There was a Super Bowl on the other night. Uh, college football, the, the, the championship game was on. Even I've seen some Masters. I would say that uh, the other thing I saw that was kind of u- unique in, in reading like Sports Illustrated, they've even started to do some big what ifs. And so they they took March Madness and they had like the greatest what if scenarios. So like, for example, like what if Chris Webber didn't call a timeout versus North Carolina, what would have happened? Or what if Gordon Hayward had hit that half t- uh, court shot versus Duke? And so those were kind of yeah. those were kind of fun. Uh, uh, to see. So I think people are just making do and, and uh, keeping our fingers crossed that uh, soon enough NBA will get back and, and, and then we'll also be able to finally start uh, baseball season. So let, let me ask you guys, I got a question for you guys. If, if based on all these, where we've kind of seen all these epic ones from your past, uh, what would be a game that you would like to see again? Or what would be, what's one of the most memorable games you guys can remember in your sports history? What was that Super Bowl between like uh, what was it the like Arizona and Pittsburgh? And I Pittsburgh. But God, it came down to like yeah. uh, two, like four touchdowns. And a lot. I was going to win the pool. Yeah, the Seattle New England one where they threw yeah. the pass instead of run Marshawn yeah. Lynch over the top. I think those are all. Good. I never need to see that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree. So any one of us could have run it in from there. Our mothers could have run it in yeah, from there. Yeah, yeah. I think the one that I would like to see actually two games, the chargers versus Miami uh, down there in 81, Dan Fouts and Eric Coriel going at it against Don Shula. That was a classic. And then the other one I would love to see just because it brings out great memories for me is the 1980 hockey team against USSR. Oh yeah. Nice. Good choices. I wonder how much Hollywood has uh, affected my memory of that game because I, I, I think I was in fifth or sixth grade around there, uh, somewhere around there. And I remember that happening. And I remember why I think I remember watching it, if I remember correctly. But I wonder how much the Hollywood version of it has uh, right has changed it. But I remember it being very exciting. Well, I think it just glorifies it because back then, think about it, no social media, nothing like that, none of the hype really. And oh, by the way, they'd gotten thumped just a few days earlier by them. So I, I think the, the movie did it justice, you know, in terms of what the real deal was, at least from what I experienced. And oh, by the way, I was a big hockey fan back then. So uh, I was I was really into it. As so many boys from San Diego are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had I had Pretty some common. New York New York family ties at that point, so it was all good. Big Islanders fan, New York Islanders, four straight Stanley Cups. I don't know if the coach would hold up to Snake Bliskin's portrayal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeff, you got any games that you would like to see redone? I have, you know, a game I'd like to see again would be the uh, Super Bowl 34 with the Titans and the Rams. I just yeah, remember it. Yeah. But, but a game I'd, I'd like to see that I never did see, I was at camping with my wife. Uh, we weren't married yet, but we were off camping, and I listened to it on the radio in a tent in the rain was the 1991 NBA playoff game between the Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers. And it was a game 
and Chick Hearns called it. It's when I fell in love with radio uh, sports, baseball and basketball. I just love it on the radio. Uh, Chick Hearns calling the game. I can picture it perfectly in my mind. I've never looked it up because I don't want it ruined. At some point, I'm not going to be able to resist. But uh, it's the game that ended with, if I remember correctly from from hearing it, uh, Clyde Drexler takes a shot to, to win the game. Uh, they're down by a point or two. Magic John He misses. Magic Johnson gets the rebound. Instead of getting fouled, he just chucks the ball down the court and it bounces down the length of the court and time runs out or left them with a 10th of a second or something to go. And so the Lakers win the game and, and went on to the, to the finals. You know what Chick Hearn was uh, famous for saying? You can put this one in the refrigerator, doors closed, lights are out, eggs are cooling, the butter's getting hard and the jello's jiggling. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) He's also credited with the first one that came up with the word slam dunk, Chick Hearn. Yes, that's right. That's That's cool. There you go. So that's one, that's one I would, I would like to see the whole game. I know I can look up the ending, but that whole game, I was just riveted. Uh, We're sitting in a tent with the rain coming down on us, trying to hope, hoping we were going to stay dry and just riveted to that whole game. And, and, you know, in my mind, I can see it all played out, but someday I'd like to see the whole game. Yeah. How about you, doctor? I just said that, uh, that Super Bowl, uh, was, would have been a good one to see. Actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind rewatching that. If they, if they could go back in time and replay a game, that Seattle game where they, where they threw instead of ran, I lost two Super Bowl pools on that play. If they would have just <laughs> scored, if they would have scored a touchdown, I would have won two a pools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two pools. I was looking at two victories yeah. there. Oh man. Yeah. So I, I was thinking back on this, and I'm trying to like I, for me more. It was about like what's the emotional like reaction to the event or or to the thing and. Uh, the, the, the first one I thought of was from just a disbelief standpoint was watching, I think it was in like 92 and it's Kentucky Duke and the elite eight. And, uh, when Christian later hit, oh, hit yeah. that shot again, yeah, yeah. I think that was just, uh, cause I, I'm pretty sure I, I was rooting for Kentucky at that point And you felt like finally Duke was going to go down and da-da-da, and then he hits that shot. And I mean, and, and, and now and looking back on it, how epic was that? What a clutch shot and everything else. But to be honest with you, my favorite like sports moment that I've had personally for a team that I was diehard for and everything else was in uh, 1988. So I was in my second year of college and uh, we're sitting in some guys, uh, one of my roommate, roommates or neighbors condos or whatever it was. And uh, we're watching uh, the World Series. And it's Oakland versus the Dodgers, and everybody's rooting for Oakland, and I was rooting for the Dodgers. Oakland was huge favorites. You know, they had the Bash brothers and Dennis Eckersley, and he comes to the mound, and and when Kirk Gibson walks out there and can barely walk, oh, yeah. oh right, and, yes, and, and he hits that home run, and I I remember just like just going berserk and just running all. I mean, to me, honestly, it's probably one of the greatest moments in sports ever of any sport. So I don't know if you could just bottle that feeling or whatever that any you know that that you know to see your team win in, in a you know that type of atmosphere or the way it was that was that was pretty epic. I think we've just turned into a we've turned into a sports podcast. Yes, we are a sports podcast. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to open up a new beer. I'm opening up a new Belgium. I am too, and I'm going to toast. I'm going to toast Kirk Gibson right now. I don't know what he's doing nice. now, but uh, <laughs> thank you for that moment, Kirk Gibson. I'm That's I'm awesome. opening up a uh, new Belgium Voodoo Ranger and I, and. Uh, IPA stole it from my son because he steals my beers all the time. So I'm taking one from him. 
Hey, Joe, which uh, marathon would you like to watch again from start to end? Probably <laughs> <laughs> that guy that ran on his uh, balcony 23 meters yeah, back and forth for six hours. Now, I think mine would be much closer to home. My greatest uh, sports watching experience, I think, of all time was a triple overtime CIF basketball game a few years oh. back. I was there with you. That was, that was a great game. You're right. Except we lost. Yeah, I, honestly, man, I, I've i never been more engaged or excited. And uh, so, yeah, that if I'm looking for something I'd like to see again, that, that was a great experience. Yeah, that, was, that was a great experience. Well, thank you for that stroll down memory lane, Talon. Yeah, well, yeah. we don't have sports. We got to make do. I was wondering uh, if a version of this question could be uh, – you know, game before your time, you know, for me, like oh, to yeah. have seen any game that Jackie Robinson had played in. I mean, how, how thrilling would that have been? You know, I just think it, any, when you talk about baseball in general, like think about back in the day, you know, like that people would get dressed up to go to games and it was a daytime game and it was an event, you know, I mean, I guess it is still somewhat that, but when it was a daytime game, you know, and that, you know, you, you see all those pictures of, of people say in Yankee Stadium, you know, and Babe Ruth and that kind of stuff. It would have been it would have been pretty inter- interesting to see. Plus, it would have been a lot more. Uh, you could afford it. I think that's probably the biggest difference. Right. <laughs> and probably afford a beer when you get there. Yeah, yes, exactly. I, I, I the way I envision it, you walk in and they just give you the beer for free because that's you know that's how it was in America at that time. Oh, I I just realized I'm changing my answer. What about the game between the Rangers and the Indians, the last uh, game that was called because the, the riots started? Ten-cent beer night? Oh, that's right. That that You're right. Ten-cent beer night. I'm, ch- I'm changing my answer. Uh, that's the game I'd want to see. Had like seven streakers. You just want to be there for a ten-cent beer. Guys running up and <laughs> punching yeah. the – they ran out. And and people went, that's why like, the riot started. Yeah, did they – yeah, and then people like started tearing apart the stadium and stuff. They stole bases. They punched the umpire. They yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there yeah. was a thirty for thirty on that. I remember seeing that. I was like, "This is epic." Now, now if you got a beer for ten dollars at a game, that'd be a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> ten dollar beer night. I was like, "I'm going. I'm going." <laughs> right. I told you about my my one last last year i think i don't know if i told you on the podcast but i took my son who just recently turned 21 and we went to a padre game and uh we and the nice part about the padres at that time is they had all this you know they have a lot of local breweries that had they had their beers on tap and stuff and so he kept going hey you want to go get i'll go get us a beer i'm like sounds good so i just kept giving him my card to go get a beer and you know go get a beer go get a beer go get a beer go get a beer (laughs) and then like the next day or two days later i'm checking my my bank statement i'm like who the hell spent $150 on beer? I said, someone stole my card. And then I realized, I go, oh, no, it's 48 bucks a pop. I said, that's each time he went and got us beers. And it was like, it was pretty funny. I'm like, oh, man, don't do that again. Uh, well, 10 cent beer night was uh, 10 cents a beer, but it was a maximum of four per purchase. Right, per purchase, not per person. But, but you could get back in line and order them right. again. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that's something that the, the Padres should do again this year. Once once they're out of contention, yeah. um, they uh, they should do a ten cent beer night. Just bring it back, just so to see how it goes. Early June ish. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> the season may not start till June, so maybe early July, like July fourth. Good for a July fourth would be good. 
I am well aware that the season won't start till early June. That's why I said early yeah. June-ish. <laughs> I think the Padres can be decent this year. We'll see. Oh, my gosh. How many times have we had to hear that? Well, hey, in, a short, in a short year. season, the season's really, really short, everyone's got a good chance. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> One and done games. That's what they're going to go this year. <laughs> <laughs> Three. We're going to play all the same number, but they're two inning games. Yes, that, there we go. Baseball madness. Yes, that sounds good. Now, talent. I understand that you have a WTF for us. What the whiskey tango Yeah, so we were we were talking about you know I, one of the things that's kind of interesting of we were looking for uh, you know different things to just talk about and and obviously the news is heavy with the COVID stuff so I was uh, looking around and, and trying to find something and so I found this article and I kind of said wow you know that this is a pretty pretty amazing story and pretty funny that it actually happened so I'm like wow this is definitely a, a WTF so. If you're not sure what WTF means, uh, go talk to the young people these days. They'll, they'll clue you in. Uh, <laughs> basically, this happened in Washington, in the state of Washington. And so a man in, uh, was arrested Sunday uh, after leading troopers on a high-speed chase. And uh, he was uh, from Lakewood, Washington. And apparently he, he, he hit two cars on separate occasions, failed to stop both times, and was driving so erratically. He basically you know, started – people called 911 – he was leading these these uh, the police, the state troopers there uh, on a chase at, uh, at up to 109 miles per hour uh, on Interstate 5, which is, you know, the main thoroughfare there through Washington, actually through California and Washington. So as one of the state troopers attempted to, uh, with the, the article said, corner the suspect's car. So I'm assuming try to kind of cut off the corner's car. He looked inside and he realized that there was a pit bull sitting in the driver's seat while the suspect was steering. Oh. So... Uh, you know, so think about that 109 miles an hour, you look over and there's a pit bull behind the steering wheel and the guys in the passenger seat trying to steer the car at 109 miles an hour. It's pretty, pretty incredible. No wonder he's hitting all these cars and stuff. Uh, so basically they were finally able to use uh, spike strips and they were able to end the pursuit. Um, and they arrested the the suspect and they were asked him, you know, what's going on? And he said, well, I'm trying to teach my dog how to drive. So they charged the man with reckless endangerment, hit and run, driving under the influence. The price <laughs> wait, a minute, wait a minute, could you go back to his response again? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to teach my dog how to drive. Fast. So fast. So the, the police officers, I didn't, but the police officer was like, you know, I've been a police officer for, you know, one of them was like 12 years, one was 15 years. And he goes, I thought I'd heard everything, but this is the first time I've ever heard someone use the excuse that I'm teaching my dog to drive. Um, so they charged him with all kinds of things, including, like I said, surprise, surprise, driving under the influence and took him away. And they said, as for the dog, the officer said that it was a very sweet dog. Uh, they took the animal uh, dog to the animal shelter, uh, after the owner was arrested. So I read that article and basically I know people are bored at home with coronavirus, but come on. What the whiskey tango That's awesome. Did they give a sobriety test to the dog? That's what I want to know. <laughs> you know, that was not listed in there um, as to whether the dog was also under the influence. Um, but if he, if oh, if she was, hey, the uh, dog was driving. With... How how could the guy get in trouble? Dog was driving. Good point, and I'm sure that guy will bring that up in court. <laughs> he better call Saul. 
He better call Saul. Very good. There you go. <laughs> well, kids, I put together a little game for you. Uh, we haven't done this since Thanksgiving, a lightning round of the top trapped with nowhere to go movies. Ooh. Nice. So you you know you know remember how the lightning round works? I'm gonna throw out a, a choice, no explanation required or needed talent. Got it, sorry. <laughs> you you don't have to explain why, but I know you can't help yourself, so I'm gonna put you last. And you just pick the one you prefer for whatever reasons you prefer it. And we're going to break this down to give our uh, listeners a recommendation for the top trapped with nowhere to go movie. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. Okay. Hey, Sean, out there in uh, Portland, make sense? <laughs> I'm toasting. Sean, I'm toasting you. We have a listener, Sean, who, who asked if we could please explain the directions to our bits a little more clearly <laughs> each time. So... That's what we want. We want a beer drinking audience. So that makes sense. We appreciate it, Sean. We love you, Sean. Love you, we Sean. Appreciate, love we you, appreciate Sean. our fans. <laughs> and, and Sean. And <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Lightning round top trapped with nowhere to go or some variant of that theme movies. Castaway versus Alive, the delightful Tom Hanks. On a tropical island versus the Uruguayan rugby team trapped in the Andes. Castaway versus Alive. Tom? I love Wilson. Castaway. Joe? Castaway. Doc? Castaway. Talent? You know what? There's more food available. I'm going to go alive. (laughs) (laughs) Coconut's a natural laxative, I believe he says. That is a good point. All right. I, I'm a big cannibal guy, so alive. Oh, nice. Castaway moves on. Next, Breakfast Club versus Home Alone, the 1983 John Hughes classic of teenage psychological imprisonment versus the 1990 Chris Columbus holiday classic of dim-witted burglars versus Macaulay Culkin. Breakfast Club versus Home Alone. Tom? Home Alone. Joe? Breakfast Club. Doc? Breakfast Club. Talent. Breakfast Club. Uh, okay. Breakfast Club moves on. No tiebreaker needed. Shawshank Redemption versus The Great Escape. This is a tough one. The 1994 perennial top 10 film ever with Tim Robbins as Andy Dufresne and Morgan Freeman as Red Redding versus the one and probably greatest POW movie ever, the 1963 classic directed by John Sturgis, starring Steve McQueen, John Attenborough, and Jim Gardner. This is Shawshank Redemption versus The Great Escape. Tom? This is a tough, tough choice, but I'm going to have to go with Shawshank. Joe? Shawshank. Doc? The beer scene on the roof, Shawshank. Talent? We drank like we're free men. Shawshank. All right. Shawshank runs away with it. All right. One of my personal favorites coming up. Cool Hand Luke versus Escape from Alcatraz. So Paul Newman's 1967 iconic portrayal of Luke and George Kennedy as Dragline versus Clint Eastwood in the 79 biofilm about Frank Morris's attempts to escape the most inescapable prison ever built. That's Cool Hand Luke versus Escape from Alcatraz. Tom. Cool Hand Luke Skywalker. Nice. Joe. (laughs) Cool Hand Luke. Doc. Classic Cool Hand Luke. Talent. 
Hey, what we have here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> right on. Go ahead, Luke. Oh, one of my favorites gets through. Apollo 13 versus Moon, another film with a delightful Tom Hanks playing Jim Lovell as commander of the failed Apollo 13 mission, directed by Ron Howard, versus Moon, a little-known delight, a psychological labyrinth about a man trapped on the moon base alone for years with Sam Rockwell, directed by Duncan Jones, who's son of uh, David Bowie. That's Apollo 13 versus Moon. Tom? The delightful Tom Hanks, Apollo 13. And Joe? Apollo 13. Doc? Never saw Moon, so I'm going to go with Apollo 13. Okay. Put it on your list. Uh, Talent? Uh, Houston, we have a problem. Apollo 13. All right. Very good. Nice. Uh, A Quiet Place versus I Am Legend. John Krasinski and his wife Emily Blunt in a post-apocalyptic horror thriller. Versus Will Smith in a post-apocalyptic horror thriller. Unseen superhearing alien monsters versus vampiric zombies. That's Quiet Places versus I Am Legend. Tom? A quiet, quiet place. Joe? I Am Legend. Doc? I Am Legend. Talent? When in doubt, you always go with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I Am Legend. (laughs) I Am Legend moves on. Next, we have Dawn of the Dead versus Shaun of the Dead. A ragtag group of survivors hold up in a shopping mall to hide from hordes of zombies versus a zombie comedy film about a nobody who ends up holding up in an English pub to hide from a horde of zombies. That's Dawn of the Dead versus Shaun of the Dead. Tom? I'd love to be cooped up in a brewery, so Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> and Joe? Yeah, Shaun of the Dead. Doc? I never saw it, but I really want to now. Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Put on your list and talent. Well, when you're going uh, scary versus funny, I got to go funny. So, Shaun of the Dead. All right, very good. Now we have Runaway Train versus Speed. John Voigt stars in a high speed adventure about two escaped convicts and a female railway worker trapped on a train that can't slow down versus Keanu Reeves starring in a high speed adventure with Sandra Bullock driving a runaway bus that can't slow down. Runaway Train. Versus speed, Tom. Another tough choice, but I'm going to go with Runaway Train. Joe. Speed. Doc. I'm not a fan of Sandra Bullock, so I'm going to go with Runaway Train. Talent. You know, I wasn't a fan of Sandra Bullock until I saw The Blind Side. But if I'm going to go John Voight versus Keanu Reeves, there is no comparison. John Voight wins every time. Runaway Train moves on. That leaves us with Misery versus The Shining. Two Stephen King classics here. James Caan, held captive by Kathy, Kathy Bates, excuse me, versus Jack Nicholson's terrifying performance as he and his family are trapped in a haunted hotel. Misery versus The Shining. Tom? Red Rum Shining. Yeah. Joe? Red Rum. Doc? All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs> the Shining. <laughs> Talent. Just uh, for giggles, uh, what's your vote? It's a clean sweep on that one, Red Rum. He's back. <laughs> All right, the last one uh, for round one here. The Birds versus Rear Window. Two Alfred Hitchcock classics, Tippi Hedren, hunted down by flocks of evil birds intent on taking over the world or at least the Bay Area. Versus my favorite actor of all time, Jimmy Stewart, as a wheelchair-bound photographer who spies on his neighbors from his apartment window. That's The Birds versus Rear Window. Gotta love Jimmy Stewart. Rear window. Joe? 
Yeah, rear window. Got it. Doc? Never saw rear window, but from your description, sounds better. So rear window. <laughs> and talent. You know what? I Every time I walk across the plaza after lunch and the seagulls are all over the place, I always think of the movie The Birds, so I got to go with The Birds because I'm just worried I'm getting dive bombed. <laughs> right on, right on. Okay, well, that was round one. Now, has anybody grabbed a new beer? I did. What'd you grab? Well, I, I haven't had a lot of fruit today, so I decided to go with the Tiki Sunset Sour and get myself some pineapple. Coronado Brewing. Excellent. I did as well, and I'm going to uh, say thank you to Talent for the delivery earlier and toast him with a Deftones Mexican lager from Bielching Beaver. Nice. Wow, you're giving away Mexican lagers. You are a giver. No, no, he, di- he, he didn't give that away. I had it in my fridge. He had that one. Oh, okay. I don't give away Mexican lagers <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, have you switched colors on your Gatorade? I have. I'm enjoying a uh, strawberry-flavored uh, Gatorade. Okay. All right. <laughs> and the doc- same water and sugar and dextrose, interestingly. Doc, where are you at? I still got my uh, Voodoo Ranger IPA, Juicy IPA. Nice. All right, here we go. Round two. I'm going to go a little faster now. All right. Same order for voting. Castaway Breakfast Club. Tom? Castaway. Joe. Uh, Breakfast Club. Doctor. Breakfast Club. Talent. Classic Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club moves on. All right. Shawshank, Cool Hand Luke. This one breaks my heart. Tom? Wow. That should have been the final right there. Well, this is like uh, March Madness, man. Happens. Matchups. Drink it while it's cold, boys. Drink it while it's cold. Shawshank. All right, Joe. Shawshank. Doc. Shawshank. And Talent. Shawshank. All right, Shawshank moves on. Apollo 13 versus I Am Legend. Tom? Apollo 13. Joe? Uh, Apollo 13. Doc? Apollo 13. And Talent? Oh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I am legend. Apollo 13 moves on. Gotta stay true. Gotta stay true. (laughs) All right, here we are to the zombie movies. Oh, no, actually, the zombie movies canceled out. So, Shaun of the Dead versus Runaway Train. Tom? Ooh. I don't know. There's still something appealing about being trapped in a brewery. Shaun of the Dead. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Joe? Runaway Train. Doc? Shaun of the Dead. Talent. Runaway Train. Nice. John Boyd. I'm going to be the tiebreaker tie here is Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead moves on. All right. And now we're down to uh, The Shining, Stephen King classic versus Rear Window, Alfred Hitchcock classic. So, Tom, Shining or Rear Window? Red Rum. Shining. Joe? Shining. Doc? Red Rum. And Talent. Uh, red rum as well. Okay. You want to keep going? You want to get oh, to yeah, the best one here? Round. Okay. All right. Ready. Here we go. We get stuff now. Breakfast Club versus Shawshank Redemption. Tom. Mm. Tough. We're the lords of all creation. <laughs> Joe. Yeah. Uh, Breakfast Club. 
I got Doc. Shawshank. Talent. Since I'm drinking one right now, a Shawshank beer. Nice. Shawshank moves on. Apollo 13 versus Shaun of the Dead. Tom. Ooh, another tough one. Ha, as much as I love Tom Hanks, I got to keep going with the brewery theme here. It is an English pub, but the feeling's the same. The sentiment's the same. It is the same. <laughs> it is the same. Shaun of the Dead. Joe. Apollo 13. Doc. Apollo 13. Talent. We landed on the moon, guys. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go Apollo 13. Apollo 13 moves on. And then The Shining had a bye. So now we're to our top three, the last round. This will decide our winner right here. Are you ready? Yes. Ready. All right. So we have – what do we have here? I have to decide myself. Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption, Apollo 13, and The Shining. Oh, great three movies. Yeah. So we've got uh, – Wow, that's tough, huh? So, Shawshank Redemption, Apollo 13, and The Shining. Do we need to give the uh, direct the uh, idea again to Sean? Yeah, Sean may not. <laughs> Sean may be confused. <laughs> so. he, he, he probably has it. Okay. okay. So, Shawshank Redemption, Apollo 13, and The Shining. Tom? Can I call a friend? <laughs> nice. Tom, you can call me anytime. Wow. Oh, God. Um, you know, I'm going to stay with Shawshank. Shawshank and Joe. Yeah, Shawshank. The doctor. Just watched again. Shawshank. And talent. Shawshank. And there you have it, folks. The greatest trapped with nowhere to go movie ever. Shawshank Redemption. We sat and drank with the sun on our shoulders and felt like free men. Hell, we could have been tarring the roof of one of our own houses. We were the lords of all creation. Wow, clean sweep. Well done. Jeff, what would you what would you voted for? <laughs> I, I, For me, it would be Shawshank and Cool Hand Luke. That would be an awful tough decision, but I liked all those movies. Yeah, they're all great fucks. Yeah. I left a couple off in case uh, oh, we, I decided to throw in more, depending on how long we're doing this. We may need to do this again. <laughs> so I saved off some biggies for later on, just in case. All right. Thanks for playing Trapped with Nowhere to Go, a lightning round edition. <laughs> and Doctor, you've had time. So have you prepared another episode of America's favorite new beer game show? But of course. Welcome to another edition of Beer or Not a Beer, the hoppiest game show on podcast land. I'm your host, The Doctor. For all you Sean's out there, I'll explain how this game works. <laughs> First, I am going to name four beers. You got it? Four beers. Three are real beers, and one is not a real beer. It's one I thought of this time while on my bidet again, but this time during the blow dry cycle, not the rinse cycle. Here we go. Are we ready? We Four are beers. Three are real beers. One is not a beer. Beer number one is nincompoop. <laughs> it's a pale ale. Beer number one is nincompoop. Beer number two, death and taxes. All that can be said to be certain in life, death and taxes. That's beer number two. Beer number three, hop whore IPA. Hop whore IPA. It's an IPA. And beer number four, don't cry over spilt milk, a milk stout. 
One more time, I'll re- read read them. Beer one, Nincapoop. Beer two, Death and Taxes. Beer three, Hop Whore IPA. Beer four, Don't Cry Over Spilt Milk. And we will go with Tom first. Oh, again, it's hard to tell because I can't see your tell. I know Death and Taxes is a real beer. I know the Milk Stout is a beer. I'm going Nincompoop. Nincompoop. All right. Joe. Hop whore. Hop whore. Talent. Well, it's coming down between those two for me, Nincompoop and Hop whore. Um, I find it hard to believe. I don't know whether they would put the word whore in a beer name. Oh, I'm going to go Hop whore. Hop whore. Jeff. I'm going Nincompoop. I've, I've noticed a trend. I'm going Nincompoop. <laughs> Trying to figure out that Well, here we go. Nincompoop is a pale ale by Numbskull oh. Brewing. <laughs> and Tom was right. Death and Taxes is a uh, black lager from Moonlight Brewing in Fulton, California. Hop Whore IPA really is a beer uh, from Tyrania Beer in Lake Mills, Wisconsin. No, Tyranina. Oh, really? There you go. Wow. And the beer that is not a beer, Tom, I don't know where you saw it, but I, I looked it up. I made it up. Don't Cry Over Spilt Milk is not a beer. Well done, doctor. Good right. job. Oh. <laughs> Tom threw us all off. Thanks a lot, Tom. Yeah, it's all Tom's fault. <laughs> that was a beer, so I like, okay. I didn't even think about that one. <laughs> I know. That's a good point. <laughs> so you got to look this up now. Oh, it's don't boys don't it cry over spilt milk. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's boys don't cry <laughs> over spilt milk. There you yeah, go. he didn't. All right. That's what it is. Button it up, doctor. So Sean knows it ended. All right. This has been another edition of Beer or Not a Beer. Join us next time, and we will have four new beers for you to choose from. Well, that's been a lot of fun, guys. Thanks. And listeners, thanks for joining us for our Shelter with Beer in Place episode. Please take a moment to follow us on our social media platforms. I like Beer the Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Up to 223 followers on Instagram, thanks to uh, Brewery Travels and uh, Three Mile. I like Beer the Po One on Twitter. I like Beer the Ta One. Also, please keep sharing our podcast with your beer drinking friends. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'd love to keep chatting, but we got to run. Cheers, Sean. B double E double R U N beer run. B double E double R U N beer run. All we need is a ten and a five, or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N beer run.